Hi, welcome to Notes from a Drama Watcher, a podcast about East Asian dramas. It's part recap, part review, and there will definitely be spoilers ahead. Let's go! Hi, this is episode 28 of Notes from a Drama Watcher. This is your host, M. Welcome if you are new and welcome back if you've been here before. In this episode, we will be discussing Bad Buddy, episode 10, Paint with Love, episodes 6 and 7, and the Vietnamese BL, Mr. Cinderella. So, wow, episode 10 of Bad Buddy, what an emotional roller coaster a director off took us on in this episode. We start off with Pat's parents catching Pran coming out of the hospital room where Pat was, and it was kind of tense for a moment. But it seemed like, you know, they they got through that. Pat gave up, gave a reason as to why Pran was there and the father accepted it. This is where we see in the mother's, in Pat's mother's expression in this episode or in the beginning of the episode that she's really not the one with like the animosity. It's really just Pat's father. Pat, of course, gives the explanation that Pran was there to help him because, or was there in the hospital room because he had helped him to prove that he was not the one who owned the gun that was found at the the fight scene in the previous episode. And so Pat's father does thank Pran later on, which of course they're both like really shocked about this. And Pat, I guess, felt this sense of hopefulness in that moment like maybe the the families could get together and even you the audience maybe you're feeling hopeful although I was still kind of like yeah I don't know I don't think the parents are going to change because of this one incident but still to this day Pat's parents do not know that Pran is the one who saved Pao when she was little they don't even know about the incident I'm curious if it's going to come up at any point in the next two episodes or if they're just going to drop it I mean, I hope it does come up so that they see even more what a wonderful addition Pran would make to the family. Later on, we see Pat going to the architecture department because Pran calls him and says, oh, I forgot something um, in my computer again. Can you bring it to me? Can you bring me a flash drive? And when he gets there, the architecture department is waiting there and he has to kind of prove himself for them to, <laughs> for them to let him date Pran, so to speak. And I saw some people on Twitter upset, not upset, but just talking about the fist bump that they gave each other after this whole really cheesy scene. I know because it's what happened to me when I watched it, I thought of Together. But the difference between this and Together, the series, is that in this, the fist bump is their thing. They've given them so- each other the fist bump several times in the show. So that's like their secret handshake kind of thing. And then also, there's a cultural thing here as well. Like, that's one of the things I've been seeing debated on Twitter, you know, that in Thai culture, you wouldn't just be kissing in front of people because some people felt like after that whole thing where Pat is declaring himself to Pran in front of everyone that they should have kissed. And it's a cultural thing, but also just in in this particular instance, this couple, they're actually pretty private about what they do with each other. They're not out there kissing in the field or whatever, even in the earlier episode, in episode eight, was it? When they were sitting at the picnic bench, they're holding hands. They're holding hands discreetly, like under the tabletop. It's not that they're out there doing public displays of affection. So I really didn't expect them to be kissing anyway, but I guess for some people that was like strange, but it's just not their way to do that. 
There's really just like so much that happened in this episode. You know, we even get to see why and corn kind of burning the hatchet and becoming a little more friendly for the sake of their best friends. And I hope that <laughs> I really like many people. I'm hoping that there's a season two. And I believe I've not read the book, but I believe in the book why and corn might have something going on so i would love for that to be in a season two and it would definitely be a possibility because we know that why liked pa before but that's not gonna happen because the ink pa ship has sailed <laughs> as well in this episode so they are now a couple and it was just a really cute scene between them and i love that even leading up to that to pa and ink getting together Pa was talking to Pat about her feelings towards Ink, and I just love the relationship. It, it's such a cute sibling relationship, and it's not like a toxic thing in any way. Pat is really good with his sister. I really like to see it. Even when people are saying to him, um, like, actually, why asks if he can hit on her or whatever, and Pat is like, that's up to her, which is something we don't necessarily see that much in Thai drama, or it's not just a Thai thing, in many dramas, People are asking the male sibling if they can talk to the sister or whatever, as if that person has a say, you know, <laughs> at least Pat is just like, that's her decision. There's so many out and out blatant statements that director off is making with this show. I'm curious if in whatever he does next, if these things are going to stick. I'm even curious if these things are some kind of evolution on his part, on his thinking, or if these are things that he's, when he's, when he's pointing out tropes, these are things that he's been thinking of all along because I was kind of rewatching a little bit of Tale of a Thousand Stars, or I was watching a reactor's <laughs> reactions to Tale of a Thousand Stars uh, recently some episodes and you had that whole joking in Tale of a Thousand Stars of them like saying Tian was the wife kind of joking and that was just the beginning of 2021 so by the end of 2021 Off is pointing out this thing of like why are we calling one of the male partners a wife so I'm curious about this evolution in thinking or if it was even him if the company said something, you know, just how did this go about that you've got this change from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Now in this episode, they also bump several times into Chai, who is the one who now works for Pran's parents, but who had worked previously for Pat's parents. They bump into him. He sees them being a little close. <laughs> and so they explain to him that they are secretly dating, which he's not surprised by at all. Because, you know, after all, he caught them in a few compromising positions, so to speak. Through talking to him, they realized that everything they had believed about why the family were at odds with each other was completely wrong. And it had nothing to do with business, as most of us had been suspecting. But when we find out the truth, oh my goodness, it's also not what they... They immediately go to think of, well, maybe they were dating and whatever, but that's not what it turns out to be at all. And in the episode, they go to visit their old school, discover that the parents had gone to school together and were were really smart and really good friends. And one of the teachers mentioned something about a scholarship. And as soon as they said scholarship, I was like, uh-oh, I think I know what happens here. And yes, it turned out to be true. Pat's dad basically stole the scholarship that Pran's mom was supposed to get for university. And wow, what a turn of events. We went from the, the cheesiness of the beginning of Pat declaring himself in school to his love for Pran to towards the end of the episode. Everyone is just emotional at this point. Pat's father discovers them in the mall and actually pushes Pran, which I was like, what? And so 
Pran was upset. Pat's upset that his father pushed Pran and that his father is just not ex- accepting of them because Pat's just like, he's my boyfriend. And Pran goes to confront his mom, thinks, you know, that, like I said, that they had been dating and they broke up or something. And she's just like in shock. Pran's been like a perfect child up until this point, right? So she's just in shock that he's speaking that way. And also in shock of the theory that he came up with and goes storming over to the house. And that's when she lets it out about the scholarship. It's a really hard scene in many ways because Pat's father is defensive and surprised and obviously never wanted this to come out in front of his son. Pat is feeling terrible because, first of all, they're all blocking him and Pran being together. But then to discover that your father, who is probably someone that he's idolized his whole life, did such a thing to someone else. Pat's mother is just there tr- not knowing who to comfort. And then Pran's mom, who Everyone, including me, this whole show (laughs) has been thinking like, this lady's terrible. You know, she's being like a jerk. And wow, I totally understand her anger right now. They still shouldn't have poisoned the children against each other, you know, but I completely understand her anger because that was her whole future resting on that scholarship. That completely changed probably you know, we'll never know, but it probably completely changed the trajectory of her life, took away her hopes and dreams, you know, and everything you could think of out of a pure moment of selfishness on his part. And then before she leaves, as she says, he wound up taking on his dad's business. So he didn't even use that education, the scholarship that he stole from her. He didn't use it in any way. So you stole her hopes and dreams for really no reason whatsoever. And then you're the one who's defensive all these years and upset all these years and telling your kids not to mingle with the people next door. And then Pat's mother saying to him, everyone has done something they weren't proud of when they're younger, which is true. There, Of course, people look back and have regrets about certain things. But the thing is, the people paying for it are the kids. You, you did this thing and you haven't apologized for it all these years, which is like bad enough. But then you turned your kid against each other. So I really have to hand it to off, to director off. Um, he's really... In these last few episodes, he's turned on its head the feelings that many people have had towards certain characters. Why I'm still iffy on, I think he was totally wrong the way he outed Pran and Pat the way he did. But he stepped up. He could have easily erased the CCTV footage from the bar and acted like there was no footage whatsoever. But he stepped up and he got Pat exonerated. Corn, who was like this really hot-headed guy from the beginning, you see just steps up almost immediately, not right away, but almost immediately and has Pat's back when when everyone finds out that Pat and Pran are dating. Pat's father, who seemed marginally like the better of the two personality-wise, turns out to have done this horrible thing when he was younger. And then Pran's mom, who everyone was, you know, thinking was like really horrendous, was really, really wronged when she was younger and really betrayed in a very bad way. And I saw someone saying like, oh, she should get over it. And I'm like, no, like you don't understand. That's really, that really, really was crushing someone's hopes and dreams. And I don't know specifically how it is in Thailand, but in many places, particularly for women, you know, it's difficult for them to achieve their career aspirations. And that scholarship was a really, really big deal. And that was a deep betrayal from a good friend of hers. Then the ending of the episode, my goodness. So, wow. Om and Anon. I don't know what kind of awards there are in Thailand, but whatever there are, they deserve it. Best Actor Awards. The both of them. 
that rooftop scene where he, Pran is there by himself and he takes out his phone and he's going to call Pat, but Pat is already approaching. And then Pran just breaks down in Pat's arms. They just He just immediately goes into Pat's arms and Pat is hugging him and Pran is just sobbing uncontrollably. And it was so touching. I really, I had my hands on my chest as I was watching because I could just feel... This was the years and years of pent up and repressed emotion that was coming out in Pran. And we've seen before, he doesn't really express himself to anyone. That's why he's got all the smiley faces and the sad faces and, and whatever emojis around because that's his only way of expressing himself. So the fact that he just completely let go in front of Pat shows you that Pat is his safe space, his one safe space in the world. And you just felt those tears and emotions just coming from his gut. You know, you felt it in your gut. And Pat, or I should say Ohm, he just is did this amazing job as well of just he's quiet tears and just holding on to Pran as much as he could. And that whole scene, which goes on for several minutes, there's only two lines in the whole scene. It's Pran saying, I can't take this anymore. And Pat saying, let's get away from here. That's it. The whole rest of it is just the gut-wrenching sobs from Pran and Pat quietly supporting him, holding him as, as hard as he can, as close as he can, and crying with him and for him. And they don't say it in this episode, but I can't help but feel he probably feels guilt as well knowing and finding out that his dad did such a thing to Pran's mom. They don't say anything here in this episode, but I wonder if they're going to say anything in episode 11 about Pran's relationship with his mom, because actually he did misunderstand her, right? He's thinking this is some romantic breakup and it turned out to be something very different from now, from that and something hurtful. And in a way, she may feel like he trivialized what happened to her when he was like thinking that it was a romantic thing. So I wonder if they're going to bring that up so that they can come up with an understanding between each other. It's interesting. I didn't think of this until just now as we're talking about it, but uh, many fans, including myself, you know, we've talked about how repressed uh, Pran is and his emotions, but she is the same way. His mother is the same way. We've seen her anger towards them all this time, but really she's been holding in all this this real sense of betrayal that she felt. That's her way of being. So I'm, I guess I'm not surprised that she raised her son to be, be someone who re represses things as well. This actress, you know, we've been talking about Omen Anon, but kudos to her. She really did well in this episode as well when she was expressing her hurt and her anger that she felt or that her character felt over what had been done to her. Really looking forward to episode 11. I know they show the previews of them on the beach together and just kind of getting away from it all. So I wonder what they're going to decide. I hope there's no breakup. I mean, this whole time they have presented a united front, no matter what has happened. So I really hope they don't go for a breakup route in episode 11, but we shall see what happens. I feel like director off may have our emotions all over the place, just like in this episode. And I am totally here for it. Next up, I'm going to be talking about Paint With Love, episodes six and seven. Did you agree or disagree with my thoughts on Bad Bunny? Feel free to share your thoughts. You can reach me on Twitter at DramaWatcher6, or you can send me an email, DramaWatcherNotes at gmail.com. All right, so on to Paint With Love episodes six and seven. Bad Buddy can be found on YouTube. Paint with Love can be found on Gaga Ulala. So 
Episode six. Episode six sees Pab and Maze grow closer together, but yet farther apart at the same time. The episode in the beginning, or sort of near the beginning, starts off with Pab treating Maze to a meal that he promised him when he got paid. And they're at a kind of hole in the wall, side of the road, uh, kind of restaurant, street food kind of thing. And Maze is, you know, kind of like, this is where you took me. And Pab is telling him, oh, you need to get used to these type of places if you date me. (laughs) or when you date me, which I was, you know, just, oh, he's really shooting his shot here. And Maze is just saying like, no, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Maze is still his same prickly self. And Pab, I think is halfway in love or quarter way in love at this point. And it probably from the beginning, he was intrigued by Maze. But when he painted Maze or when he drew Maze, after Maze got drunk and he was over at his house and he drew him, I think he views Maze as a kind of muse for him. And he just is very intrigued by him. And since he's this very open kind of person, he's willing to embrace that and wants to know more about this person that intrigues him. Whereas Maze, who's more standoffish, is really trying to push him away. Um, in this episode, they are at an event with Tan and Nung and some piece of scaffolding or something falls over and Pab grabs it so that no one gets hurt, but he himself gets hurt in the process. And there's this whole scene later where Maze is helping him to checking his wound, but also Maze is feeling very sad and upset about what happens about Pab getting hurt, but also the hit to the reputation of his business, because this is the second incident they're having in a very short period of time. They had the incident with the paints on the wedding dress, which is how Pab and Maze really got to work together. And now this incident where people could have been seriously hurt. And so he has suffered a blow to his confidence and he's feeling very unsure. Pab uses his own special method of trying to help him, which is not what people were expecting when they saw the preview. They thought they were going to see some intimate scene and that's not what happens here. So they kind of tricked us. But their personalities, as I've said before, is just, they're so different. I really honestly have never seen such opposite personalities or love interests in a drama. Pab is willing to, or wanting to just jump wholeheartedly into forming something with Maze and Maze is just constantly pushing him away or just not really even thinking of him in those terms, terms or entertaining the idea even of them being in any kind of relationship. So Pat, because he's just wanting to jump into things, is just trying to get closer to him. And Maze always puts up this wall. And in this episode, there's a point where Pab kind of wants to be included in Maze's orbit, but Maze keeps him at a distance and has a kind of time where he eats some snacks and talks with Nung, Tan, and oh, I forgot her name, their, their other partner, and doesn't include Pab in that. He treats Pab just kind of as a worker. And that really hurts Pab's feelings to be excluded. And also he's just feeling jealousy of Nung. Even though he knows they are stepbrothers, he is still jealous of him and does not like seeing him and Maze together. So at the end of this episode, they have a confrontation it's not directly about this. Pab doesn't mention Nung in this, but you know that's what he's hes feeling hurt that he was pushed to the side so that Maze can hang out with Nung instead. And they basically, I, I think I wrote this on Twitter, they, they like ripped each other's hearts out of their chests and stomped on it is what they did. They said some very ugly words to each other. Maze out of confusion and just wanting to push Pab away and Pab out of jealousy, basically. And the episode just ends with Maz, with Maze storming off and both of them, they're really, really, really hurting. 
Pab feeling like he has felt belittled and Maze just hurt because the things that were said to him through Pab's jealousy, but the things that were said to him were just came out of nowhere for him. It probably felt like it came out of nowhere and his feelings just stomped all over. And it's it's even harder for Maze because he's not someone who puts his feelings out there. He's not someone who lets people get close. And in this earlier in this episode, he had slowly but surely been letting Pab get a little closer. And then now we have Pab just completely stomping all over his feelings. So I had to step away for a second because I had to look up on my drama list. Uh, what's the name of the character that is Maze's friend? They have it spelled any nay, but I keep on every time I look at her just wanting to call her Yiwa because she was the one that was in Together With Me with a corn. Well, the characters of Corn and Ock, but it was Max and Tull. So every time I see her, that's what I call her in my head. And knowing that that's not the name of her character in Paint with Love. But that's why I keep forgetting her name because I'm just thinking of her as it's <laughs> from Together With Me. But anyway, so episode seven, she's talking with Maze, you know, whatever about business. And Pab comes in and that's when you see, he comes into work and you just see there's still this frost between him and Maze because of that humongous argument that they had. And so we saw in a previous episode, Pab saying that he does crazy things when he's in love. And we see that sort of here in episode seven, because he decides it's a good idea to stand outside Maze's building with a megaphone, yelling about, Maze, please come down and talk to me. <laughs> and even saying what apartment he's in, which how embarrassing is that? For someone, for, for Maze, as private as he is, as standoffish as he is, to have Pab in front of the building shouting his business to the whole world. But it does force him to go see Pab just to confront him, to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you embarrassed me in front of everyone. And it forces them to talk a little bit together. And after a little hemming and hawing, Pab finally says, you know, he was jealous of Nung. Which still, Maze is like, well, what are you jealous about? What do you care if I'm hanging out with him? And they talk a little bit and they just wind up being intimate with one another. And the next morning, Maze wakes up first and is just thinking, what this crazy thing that I did, how could I sleep with him? Gets dressed and leaves before Pab wakes up. And the rest of the episode is just Pab really just kind of teasing Maze. Not in a mean-spirited way, but he just really wants them to be closer. He's ready to go to the next step. And Maze is just trying to push him away, kind of, and just regretting what happened. The sad thing is because of Pab's personality, he's like his like happy-o-lucky personality. Maze is really not realizing that Pab is actually pretty serious about him, about wanting to get close to him. Even the older gentleman who commissioned the love painting from Pab goes to see them later and he's looking at the painting and he realizes that something has inspired Pab, something has changed Pab. And Pab even says, you know, many things have happened to me and that's kind of why I was able to do this. And the older gentleman says to Pab, are you in love now? And Maze is just standing there confused, like, oh, he's in love or <laughs> he, has, he has changed feelings. I wonder why. Kind of look on his face. Completely confused. No connection that it is him that has changed Pab. It's him that has inspired Pab and, able, and enabled him to start on the painting. I did like the episode. Uh, this I, I find the Pab-Maze dynamic so just train wreckish, <laughs> but not in a bad way. Just, 
I'm just curious where they're going to take things next because they're just so different from each other. As sweet as a, of a guy as Pav is, he would drive me kind of nuts too. So I sort of understand Maze's feelings. But I do feel there was one misstep in this episode. And that was the scene between Tarn's assistant and Nung's assistant, where Nung's assistant is just like beating her up in the parking lot. And it's sort of played for laughs and he's slapping her on the ground. And I'm just watching this like this is not (laughs) actually funny. This is an assault, you know, and she's, you know, you can't hit a woman, woman or man, whatever. It goes on for a few minutes and everyone's just not everyone. There's only two other people there, Nung and Tarn, but they're just standing there, not even trying to help her. And that kind of violence is just not for me, even though it's played for comedic effect there. It's just, it's not for me, but I do understand why they did it because as they're walking away, you see that the camera on, I think it's her car, the camera in her car was going. And so I'm sure this assault was caught on camera and something will happen later with this, I'm sure. But it was still, I was sitting there, it was kind of icky. I was sitting there going, oh, I don't know about this. Even if they had wanted to use this for a later story time, which I said, like I said, they probably will, where he, the one assistant assaulted the other, they could have had him slap her once. I don't know, throw her to the ground once, whatever it was. But it just went on and on. And it was just, it was too much. It was just too much. And it really threw me out of the episode for a little bit. I actually did stop the episode at that point, did something else and came back a bit bit later to continue watching because I was just feeling a little uncomfortable. Like, what is happening here? But other than that, as I call it a misstep, I am enjoying the show and I'm kind of sad that it's being, I I love Bad Buddy. Don't get me wrong. I obviously love Bad Buddy, but I feel like Paint with Love is kind of being overshadowed by how good Bad Buddy is. And also the fact you have to pay to watch Gaga Ulala. So that's going to decrease the audience as well. But I I don't see anyone really talking about Paint with Love. And that kind of saddens me because I think it's, I like Singto. I like uh, Tay's character and they've got a gorgeous OST. They've both got really good voices. So they've got a gorgeous OST. I've been watching the, they've done a couple of live performances that you can find on YouTube where they sing together. So that's really nice to see. The last thing I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm not going episode by episode with this, but kind of a first look thing, Mr. Cinderella, which is a Vietnamese drama. I had not originally intended to talk about this, but I just wanted to bring it up because it's another drama that I'm also enjoying. And I've seen, they are now up to episode seven and it's available on YouTube on O2 Productions is the channel. And I've seen recently they are asking for help, basically saying they're running out of money due to issues with COVID. So I kind of wanted to get the word out about the show. If you are looking to expand from Thai dramas and K-dramas, there are several Vietnamese dramas out there. I've talked about one before here, Tian Bromance, but this is Mr. Cinderella. It is the story of Dung, who is, as they keep calling him, a gangster, but he's not really a gangster. He's just someone who's kind of down on his luck, is having trouble staying employed, etc. He is someone who unfortunately gets into trouble, not because he looks for it, but it finds him. And so he's gotten into fights and things like that. And that's why people just think of him as a gangster. He's not. He's just someone who's trying to live his life. And at one point, or that story kind of opens, somewhat opens, with him working as a bartender. Some people come and make trouble in the bar and he winds up fighting with them and being fired from his job. 
and walking down the street later, these same people that he fought with attack him. And just through a series of events, he winds up being hurt and winds up having to go to the hospital slash clinic where he meets Koa, who is our other main character, who is a doctor at the clinic. He, Dung, recognizes, or he finds a picture that's in Koa's office, and he realizes that he recognizes this picture, and he somehow knows Koa, or he has a connection with Koa, but he just doesn't know what the connection is. But he knows this picture because he has a similar one. So this injury that he has turns out to be, I think it's broken, his arm, because they, it's in a cast. And he winds up living with Koa for a while, because he has no other resources and no other way to kind of take care of himself. So he winds up living with Koa. They just get to know each other more. And that's basically the story from there, that they are now in each other's orbit. They're around each other. It's two people from very different kind of social classes, right? Because you've got one who's a doctor and Dung, who's just been living a hard life this whole time. And we come to find out in later episodes, you know, he's an orphan. He's never really had home. He's never really had family. He has one person now that he considers he considers to be his family, but it's he's not family by blood or by adoption. He and this other person have chosen to be brothers, to consider each other brothers. So he has no other family in this world. His one connection in life before he was an adult was a friendship he made as a child with a little girl, his Cinderella, as he called her. And that's who's in the picture that was in Koa's office. He's trying to figure out what connection he has to Koa. And they get to know each other more as he tries to solve the mystery. Now, also here is one of the other nurses slash doctors. I think he's a nurse, actually. Hyun, who is an ex-boyfriend of Koa, who is very possessive and obsessive and just wants Dung out of the way because he wants Koa for himself. So I am actually really enjoying this drama. It shows on Sundays and each episode is about 40 minutes long. And you can tell they're putting money into this production, which, as I said, they seem to be running into budget issues now. So they've been asking for donations. I hope they're able to finish it because I actually really am enjoying it. It's a little soap opera-ish or in the later episodes, it gets a little soap opera-ish, but not in a terrible ways so far. It just has that kind of evil character in Hun, the ex-boyfriend. And Koa, you're just like, come on, set some boundaries. You can't let people separate you from Dung. But Dung is really cute. And it's weird to say this about a gangster, quote unquote, but he actually is a kind-hearted person who has just been thrust into these situations, thrust into this life. He would probably like nothing more than to just stay in Koa's house, cook for him, get a job, play, and and be husbands together in the house. (laughs) That would be fine with him. But he just keeps getting thrust into these situations. But that being said, even though he's soft for Koa, I like that he still will speak up for himself. He will curse you out if he has to. (laughs) He even elbows someone in the face at one point. That gangster thing is still in there, even though it's not what he would personally prefer to be. This is my first time seeing the actor who plays Koa, but I have seen the actor who plays Dung in a few of their other shows, and I think this is my favorite of his so far, just because it's pretty different from the kind of characters that he has played before. So if you're looking for a drama about people of different social statuses, or you're looking for a BL that's not a Thai or Korean BL, you might want to give this one a shot. 
Again, it's a Vietnamese BL, Mr. Cinderella, and it's on YouTube for free on the O2 Productions channel. So that is it for episode 28 of Notes from a Drama Watcher. Thanks so much for listening in. And again, if you agree, disagree, or want to recommend another title to me, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at DramaWatcher6, or you can send me an email at dramawatchernotes at gmail.com. Stay safe, everyone.